0: Hey, guys, I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that Surewinder is still selling amazing products. Some of you guys have been dragging your feet for whatever reason. If your shoulder hurts, do not waste time. Pull the trigger. I just bought uh, four or five of them, and uh, we had two guys out. You know how much it cost me to pay for two guys being out with bad shoulders? We just pulled the trigger and we said, listen, everybody's going to have one on a truck. It's mandatory. You got to use it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your guys go down. It's going to cost you more. Buy a sure wonder. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? Ryan Lucia, Fortune Talk Podcast. And I am excited. I've got a great one for you today. Listen, leadership is the driving factor the number one biggest impact for revenue and profit. And that's what we're gonna cover today. I figured it out. I had no clue, like I kind of knew, and this may not be like revelation for you, but I'm telling you right now, like it's a bigger impact than you could have imagined. What does that look like for your business? We're gonna go into that. I'm gonna tell a little bit about all the ups and downs and crazy stuff that I've been through lately and um i'm gonna share it all you're gonna learn about over the doors today and uh my screw ups you're not gonna want to miss this one as you guys know i'm very transparent open sharing everything so we're gonna get nitty-gritty today before we do that we got some announcements number one we have a new sponsor coming on the show joseph berger with stealth hardware we use stealth hardware through air and overhead doors and it has transformed our service department. I'm gonna share more about that with you later. Um, such such medias, 2024 leadership planning meeting is Wednesday and Thursday. Is really all I've got to do this week. I've gotta prepare for that. Josh and I did our 2024 planning, um, not last week, I don't think it was the week before. And so uh, I've been working on some of that stuff, uh, all week this week and we we'll gonna be rolling out a bunch of stuff and it's overwhelming a little bit to be doing this with three different companies, but I've got an amazing team. And I think if I cast my vision and goals properly on this, we shall do just fine anyway. So two more sales trainings are scheduled, one for February 1st and 2nd. That's the sales training for technicians. The other one is March 21st and 22nd in Atlanta. Both of these are in Atlanta. I am talking to Sebastian. Uh, If you guys don't know Sebastian, he's pretty amazing. He's out in Arizona about going out to Arizona and doing a training. I kind of want to see if we can get enough people signed up. I'm trying to do, you know, like 20 people. So if you are interested and you're on the West Coast and you would send your people to a training in Arizona, let me know. How to set up and run a sales pipeline webinar. It's free for all. Listen, guys, if you are a sales leader, um, you're a business owner, this is the webinar for you. Listen, I was trained on this as a baby. And I have been working off of pipelines almost my entire life. I'm going to walk you through it and show you how it works. You're going to love it. So it's December 22nd. You can go to garagedoryou.com. There is a red button on the homepage that you can click and register for that. It's totally free. Free. No charge. But you are going to make a bunch of money off of it. So I promise you it'll be well worth it if you do it. These are the types of things where I'm going to do it once. We're not recording it and sharing it out with everybody. I'm going to do it live. You watch it, you implement it, and you send me royalties of 5% on all increased revenue from doing the the pipeline report and doing the pipeline and pipeline management the way I teach it percent royalties just kidding i mean you can if you want uh let's see here speaking of gdu the summit is coming in april we open registration i have some scholarships and discount codes you can get for being a torch talk podcast listener so make sure you message me on facebook or text me if you got my cell phone number if you're interested in either um That or, so we got got a scholarship or discount code for you guys. So make sure you hit me up. If you're interested in being in scholarship, you have twice the chance if you are a such and such media client. And you could not, you cannot qualify for the scholarship if you got it last year. We have a few to give away. Got a couple super pumps, love it. All right, um, let's see what else we got. Oh, I'm seeking five more clients. I need five more members for GDU at the three million and up. So if you're if you're at three million in monthly revenue, I'm sorry, three million in annual revenue or higher, please hit me up. I want to talk to you about GDU. We have like the best thing going, I promise you. Like there's nothing better in the garage door industry than GDU. And I really badly want to share something with you. If you're in 3 million in revenue or higher, hit me up. Let's chat. No obligation. Not going to pressure you. There's no like huge sales pitch. I'm not going to fly you in and lock you in a room. We're not going to tie you up not going to hack your computer system. Just want to talk. Just want to talk. All right. That's it, man. You guys made it. Congratulations. Well done. You made it through announcements. I tried to make it as interesting as humanly possible. I apologize. I know that's not like the funnest part, but I got to keep you guys posted, man. Got to keep you posted. All right. Let's talk about leadership. We talk about leadership, man. So here I am, you know, I'm running like three businesses. And and in 2015, I set a goal out that within the next five years, I wanted to have five streams of income. And, And I do have five streams of income right now, which is nice. But there's some challenges that come along with that, right? So. One of those is how do you be a really good leader in all the things that you do, even though they're separated, right? So I've got different employees for such and such, GDU, Aaron overhead doors, so there's, that's that presents a challenge, but over time, I think I evaluated Garage where you such and such, which is really my background. This is what I'm really good at. And I compared it to Aaron Overhead Doors, which straight up, not going to like uh, sugarcoat it here, has not been the easiest company to run. No recurring revenue. I was a white-collar guy getting into blue-collar world. Nobody respected me in in the industry here in the Atlanta market. Well, very few did. There were a couple. Now, fast forward. You guys. I, I I I thought. I was being a good leader by coming in and just doing what I thought leaders do. And over time, I think I got complacent. I lost, like I'm the visionary. So I lost my vision, but I didn't have a vision for Aaron. I mean, I kind of did maybe, and maybe all this started when like these private equity firms started calling in because you start talking to them about the possibilities and I think it's easy to lose sight, right? It's like, how do you plan for three, five, 10 years out when you got all these people banging on your door, trying to buy your company? And you know that you can run, like I can run it all, right? But it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. So I went to Costa Rica. And John Maxwell was there. And by the way, if you guys are on YouTube, will you please subscribe to my YouTube channel? I'm at 150-ish subscribers. I need to get to 500. You guys help me with that squirrel plus we we do videos on youtube and we're gonna do more next year this is gonna be important part of our our deal like we do torch talk we do gdu we do some learning stuff um so keep it real subscribe smash that like button just kidding um all right so here I am in Costa Rica, John Maxwell, like I, I was part of like a VIP group of a mastermind I'm in and John Maxwell was there. He did, he did four hours with us, four hours. This dude just literally talked off the top of his head for four hours and it was blatantly obvious after the first hour, I was not a good leader. I have lost my way, y'all. I didn't know what to say. At first, I started feeling offended. Then I started to own it. Then I started to, like, figure out, why did I get here? Then it was like, what do I need to get out of this false identity of leadership. I mean, what is leadership anyway? Like I can give you, I can give you a simple question that will let you know whether or not you are doing an effective job at leadership. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you a question in a statement. The statement is you're either a proactive leader or you're a reactive leader. And by that mere definition, you're either good or bad, in my opinion. The question is, leaders develop leaders, are you developing leaders within your organization? Man, if I am stepping on your toes this morning or this afternoon, I am genuinely sorry, but this is exactly how I felt. Welcome to the club, because I'm telling you right now, it don't feel good. Now, maybe you're like checking the boxes and feeling really good about yourself right now. Good job. Kudos to you. But I'm going to tell you right now, I failed the test. I mean, I kind of was developing. Kind of. But here I was running multiple companies trying to be everything to everybody. And John Maxwell simply said, pick four people from each company and start reading books, leadership books with them and meet weekly to discuss the progress and key takeaways. He said, start with developing the leader within you 2.0. And I've mentioned this before, right? But, like, the whole picture is coming together. Hold on one second. So I come back, we do that, and it was incredible. Like, absolutely incredible. That was being proactive, right? I know that it's going to take me a year or two to develop these people into being great proactive leaders that also develop other leaders. maybe longer because quite frankly, I mean, I've been working on leadership since I was like 19, 20 years old. Ooh, man. And I still suck at it sometimes. Like that's the crazy part, right? So I'm developing leaders within my organization so they can be proactive leaders. And then instead of me trying to do one-on-ones with everybody, I got them doing one-on-ones with everyone, and then I need to do one-on-ones with them. Let me get my drink on. For you guys out there, this is not a plug. Like, I don't get paid for this. It's just a good product, and I love it. Element. LMNT. Uh, drink Element. Check it out. Do not mix it with, like, a 16-ounce bottle. Of water, you need to mix it with like a 32 ounce bottle of water. Big difference, but these things have changed the game for me. I used to drink water a lot and I felt like I could never quench my thirst. And I never felt hydrated no matter how much I drank, or I would just drink so much that I would feel so full. And this fixed all that. Anyway, man, I'm on some rabbit trails today. Maybe I'm just not trying to face the facts. All right, so where was I? Proactive leaders, I'm developing them, hoping they're developing others. So now we're on our third book. Second book was Energy Bus. This book is Traction by Gino Wickman. And, man, like the order of the books was really great. And I don't even know that I'm meant to do it this way, but Developing the leader within you was kind of like, look at yourself, look at your team, all about development, stuff like that. Energy bus is like one of the easiest reads you'll ever read. And it's probably one of the most impactful stories ever. And it just talks about like, you know, this guy wakes up, has a flat tire, has to ride the bus, miserable, constantly complaining about everything. Work, home life, he's not happy. He gets on the bus and Joy, the bus driver, is like, I don't know, it's kind of like those Christmas movies where they like die and they go see like their Christmas past. Well, Joy's kind of like that guy that takes you back, but she doesn't take him back. She just like pours into him to try to let him see what he couldn't see before to get the revelation that he needed and then provide him the tools to carry it out. And it was great. Then we go into traction because it's towards the end of the year and Traction's probably the hardest book we've read for sure, but it talks about systems and processes. Oh no. We read Atomic Habits too. We read Atomic Habits as well. How to set up habits before reading this book. So we read Atomic Habits. That taught us how how to set up and maintain habits. And then we're reading Traction, which is how to put systems and processes in place. Accountability. I'd venture to say that all of you guys have... Uh, problems with accountability in your business. And if, if you say no, let me just challenge you with a question real quick. Has anyone done anything in your company and you're like, I need to address that, but you never do. Or you wait till you blow up because he does something else or she does something else like a month or two later. And then you just, like, add that to it. (laughs) Right? The lack of accountability because you didn't address it when it happened. You're too busy. There's a million reasons why. But just know that's the real deal. I mean, that's what's going on. SOMER USA and SOMER Group want to thank you for an incredible year and the trust you put in them and their products. As you know, SOMER places high value on relationships, education, customer service, innovation, and professionalism. And they are grateful to you for your part in the fostering and dissemination of these values. If there is any way SOMER can support you in your journey, Whether through their products, the values they hold to, or the knowledge SOMER has gained through interaction with door dealers across the world, please reach out to the team at your convenience. They are here to serve you. Again, thank you from the entire SOMER team. Check them out at SOMERUSA.com. Tell them Ryan sent you. So, you know, I've been building a house and. Book thing was good, like we do it every week, but it wasn't enough. It's just not enough. And Aaron overhead door sales were dropping. And so the time that I was spending there, it was different than it was before I started building my house. Before I started building my house, felt like the team was a little bit tighter. And this is no knock on Josh. I mean, man, Josh can't do it all, right? Like, he's the general manager, but he's got I mean, 18, 19 people reporting to him, which is really impossible. So I'm I'm working to fix that. In my experience, you can proactively manage about six people. I think I've mentioned that before, but anything over six, you can't really, can't proactively. And there's going to be things that slip through the cracks because you're no good at it. Like, you you just, you, you can't attend to 20 people by yourself effectively. So I think the culture took a turn. Which is crazy because culture is like the thing that I I really hang my hat on. Like, I really want to be great at it. I want my team to be excited and love coming to work every day. And I, you know, I had people coming to me, talking about other people and complaining and acting out. And I wanted to point the finger at them all, but... In reality, yes, there's probably some fault there from them. But it's like um, it's like when you spend all day with your kid and you got nothing to do. Like it's raining really hard outside and you got nowhere to go, and you know your kid's gonna spend like a top, or just be on video games all day. So the solution is, you do something with them. you engage. you play cards and board games you know you go to lunch together. I mean you could choose to like check out and just wait till night. You know plenty of parents do that. I think that's like that here with like leadership and business is we can we can check out. But eventually, it's like anything else, man. There's going to be something that wakes you up. And for me, it was two things. The first one was John Maxwell. But the problem was is that the wheels were already in motion. So now, I'm not blaming them, really, for their actions, It's like my kid, he acts nuts when he's locked indoors and, you know, I'm not engaged with him. But I really started thinking about, like I had gotten challenged. I hired a business coach, y'all, and I got challenged to write my one, three, and ten year vision for the company. And man, like that was harder than I anticipated. And what's crazy is I used to do this stuff all the time, but I just stopped doing it. I don't even know why I stopped, but I knew I missed the mark and I let my team down. Regardless if I was like building a house and it was consuming my time and energy and I was stressed all the time and traveling a lot. I knew what I had to do. So I scheduled a meeting with my team and I came in and had a list and I was very precise and I didn't want to say too much, but I didn't want to say too little. So I tried to stick to my script. I don't know where the notes are, but mainly it was like this. I have let you guys down. I am the visionary of the house and it is my responsibility to share that vision with you guys. Does anyone in here know my vision for Aaron overhead doors? Raise your hand. Zero hands up. I said, that's what I figured and I said don't feel guilty. It's not your it's not your job to ask me what my vision is. Although that is being proactive and a great leader. It is my job as the leader and the visionary of the house to create that vision and share it. You know I'm really good at like casting vision when I'm hiring people but I don't do it as much with my team. And the vision that I cast bringing people on is real. Like it's not, it's not me joking or kidding or like whatever. It's, it's real. And. I have more passion about my vision to new people. So. I told everyone, I said, you know, there's some of you who probably have resentment towards me. Fair enough. Probably deserved a little bit. Some of you have resentment or division amongst the team. And I have some resentment towards some of you. I'm going to give you guys 24 hours to make it right. And then we're going to move on. I had a guy who I love dearly. Been with me for a long time. Came in after. And. Came into my office and put his two week notice in. What's crazy is he had already he had already typed it up like he had planned the whole thing and. He said this is what you did today is going to make this so much harder, but I know it's the right thing to do. And he even admitted, I mean, with tears in his eyes, that he had he held resentment towards me. And then he went on to say, man, I'm gonna get choked up. I love this dude, y'all. Uh he's an incredible person. He went on to say that he knows now that it wasn't us. It was him the whole time. But we never addressed it, and we kind of knew. And we lost somebody a long time ago. Not a few weeks ago. We lost them a long time ago. He stayed here. He stayed working here, but we lost them a long time ago. You probably have people on your team right now that you lost a long time ago. And there's still a chance to win them back before they get to the point where they want to leave But you got to be proactive about it. Man, this might be the best ever podcast. Like, I can almost hear you guys crying and shit, like, clapping. Oh, no, that's my kid. Never mind. Just kidding. So, then I have another guy come in, tells us some stuff. And... Like, the, you know, you like, I didn't, I'll be honest with you, I didn't get the response that I was thinking when, when we were done with the meeting. It was really heavy in the room. And there was no standing ovation. There was no like, thank you, Ryan. There was no like, everybody just kind of got up and walked out quietly. And it, I wasn't like yelling or, I mean, it was just kind of like this. So anyway, I just I wanted to share that portion and every year Josh and I go out and do like a kind of a planning We uh, we talk about our people who's doing a good job who needs to get better who needs what training in order to get to the next level we talk about Um, positions, do we have the right people? Do we have the right people in the right seat? So we talk about like financials, plan, strategy, any big projects we're going to do for the year. How are we going to gain market share? What's working? What's not working? How are we going to measure our people, KPIs? Like a lot of stuff, right? project, we do project planning, we we get the calendar out, and we put everything in the calendar, we question everything, why do we do this, do we need to do it like this, can we do it different and be more effective, so we get an Airbnb, and we go for two days away from the office, and uh, I feel like two days, we're kind of rushing it, for such a big big operation I mean big operation is just a lot of moving parts so we've had our like ups and downs and I felt like my sales were a little uninspired a lot of times and even some of my employees just didn't have that dog in them you know like the fight and if you work for me like long enough, you know that I'm, I'm a dog, I'm a fighter. And, um, started thinking, man, I'm like kind of getting onto some of my guys about stuff and I'm like, man, where's the fight? Close the deal. Be a closer. But there's nothing really exciting about it. Right. And so I got, I'm going to get back into cast and vision and, and, and sharing with my team where we're going. So they can get excited about the path. But two weeks after I did that. My company. Sold like. Um, hang on. I'm pulling it Sorry. I wasn't actually expecting to share the exact numbers. But I'm going to share them with you. Because they're pretty stinking spectacular. All right, December 1st was a Friday, $25,000 in sales. It's a good day for us. Monday, December 4th, $48,000 in sales. It's a really, really good day for us. Tuesday, $21,531 in sales. Great day for us. Wednesday, $48,332. And this isn't like one job sold. No. Like we got, it's spread out. Everybody's chipping in. Then Thursday and Friday, like we kind of, we kind of settled in or we didn't close the week out strong. We did three grand on Thursday. That was a tough day and then Friday we did 36,000. So we did close the week out strong, but just not Thursday. Thursday was a down date. So month to date we're at 183,392 in sales. And uh it was the 8th of December, the last working day. Holy cow, man. Um, my door guys got 56,000. My commercial biz devs got 40,000. One of my service guys got 22 already. Another door guy, door sales, 21,000. Screen and service guy, 8,000. Screen guy, 6,300. I mean, we're, Spreading the love, man. It's not like just one person's doing it all. That's exciting for me. That's when I like it. So, what, what, why am I telling you this? I'm not telling you this because I'm, I'm trying to brag or, you know, I'm very transparent, but, but I'm not a bragger, not conceited or, or anything like that. Like, I tell you that because came to me, like genuinely hit me like a ton of bricks. Culture dictates revenue and profit. And you can't have a great culture without a great leader or leaders. The great leaders although should be I guess, inspired on their own. It's easy to get uninspired when the visionary or the main leader lacks focus and isn't involved. Or, or maybe they're involved, but they're in the field. And let's talk about this, right? There's this mentality that's going around where we think as business owners, our guys respect us because we're out in the field. Like, lead from the front, they say, right? Um, and I think lead from the front is is taking out of context a little bit. It's basically what I'm saying. Like, be proactive about leading. Not go out there and do the work and sh- and show them that it can be done. Like, hopefully, they already know it can be done. I really think we miss that. And as a leader myself, I've missed the proactiveness. And I'm committed now to making sure that I'm always thinking ahead. And I can't do that if I'm in a garage or in a truck or talking to customers all the time. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly the difference between working in your business and working on your business. And I'm not sure a lot of people even understand what working on the business includes. But I want to give you a couple of things. Write these down. If you can, if you're driving, don't write them down but uh, what what is working on your business include? Self-improvement. Developing yourself as a leader. Father, if you're a father. Husband, if you're a husband. Friend. Like, self-improvement. Like you, you, you have to be pouring into yourself in order for you to pour into others that's working on your business. Then once you do that, you need to develop leaders. Number two, self-improvement is working on your business. And developing leaders is working on your business. How do I develop leaders, right? Start the book program schedule a one hour meeting every week and talk about one small function of leadership, get everybody bought into that idea, right? Uh, Vision casting, vision planning and casting. Meaning you're writing down your one, three and 10 year vision and go into your integrator or your general manager and asking like, how do we carry this out? How do we make this happen? That's working on the business. Opportunity. Finding opportunities, whether that's through acquisition, like you're buying other companies or Finding ways to drive new revenue. This is great because it could be you researching new service areas. It could be you researching new products. This could be you doing research and development on the products you sell now and trying to find the best version of those products. Working on the business is finding ways to equip your salespeople. Do sell at a higher close rate and higher to get average. I'm going to leave it at five because dang, those are good. Self-improvement, develop other leaders, vision planning and casting, looking for new opportunities for your business and finding ways to equip your salespeople to sell at a higher close rate and higher ticket average. My goodness, y'all. Is this the best podcast I've ever done? It's kind of more teaching, but I'm gonna be, speaking of which, GDU Summit, I'm gonna be teaching on leadership. I'm gonna be one of the speakers. I'm gonna share some of this stuff. It's gonna rock the world. You're gonna to wanna to see it. Please, 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 don't discount the fact that Summit is coming up in April. You need to book it. I want you to come. It's gonna be amazing. You're gonna love it. it. It will be worth it at least three or four x what you pay vegas is expensive man i'm trying to get the cost down but it is expensive and if you come you usually get a discount to the next gdu summit so you can save hundreds of thousands of dollars by coming to summit or the next summit anyway listen guys so grateful for you thank you for listening to the podcast thank you for um reaching out to me, giving me testimonies or heads up on things in the industry. Like I I really appreciate the communication and all of the camaraderie in the groups. And um, I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, like the video, and if you wanna get notifications when we upload, you can also um, hit the bell and then you'll get a notification. We need to get to 500 subscribers. If you help us with that, we'd greatly appreciate it. Hope you have a wonderful day. Be blessed.